Welcome back to Stuck in the Middle Kingdom with you, the podcast about China, teaching English in China, and more China. For the last two episodes, we've been exploring the moments in China which the party finds a bit tricky, shall we say. Protests, outspoken businessmen, journalists, writers, activists, scandals, you name it. But sometimes we in the West are seen as bringing too much of a, well, Western take to the issues. So think of this episode as a corrective. I'm talking with a Shanghai-based businesswoman called Spring, who, among other things, can explain what the Chinese think about what the West thinks about China, if that makes sense. I began by asking her about this phrase I've had in the background during the last two episodes, Xinjia Kou Kui, or straight heart, quick mouth. Well, actually, more heart straight, mouth quick. This phrase refers to people who are, in a sense, a little too outspoken. So, does it apply to activists? Xinjia Kou Kui usually describes somebody. The attitude to people is like very self-centered, so they don't care about how other people's feeling. When they feel something, they they exactly say what they were thinking. If they are very close friends and they feel like their friend their friend is doing something really hurting him or herself, and as his friend, I want to like、um, warm him to protect him. Could be very hurtful, but that's the truth. So when you get、um, sort of Activists and stuff like、uh, Liu Liu Xiaobo, you know.、Mm. How are these people described or thought about? He's doing something. It's not about his own interest. It's about like the、um, big political questions and stuff. I, I would regard him、uh, more as like brave. He knew like something he's going to say could be very dangerous for himself. So it's not about Jinju Kopa, but it's more like I'm going to. Do something or say something, it could be hurt myself, but I'm still going to do it. So this is something that I want to sacrifice myself for a bigger goal, or maybe to raise other people's awareness. I understand. There's another phrase which is like I think you said to me once, "zhongyong." Zhongyong, yes. Kind of means to remain moderate. Yeah. Is there a kind of? Do you think there's a social expectation in China for people to just not really push it too much? In all kinds of ways, I think this is the culture, Ruja Ruja culture. What's Ruja? Confucius. Ah.、Uh-huh. So people was told or educated since they were very young. You don't need to be that sharp. You should be more like conservative. You should observe how other people see these kind of things, or how their opinions are. Then you can, you know, judge what the situation is, and say something maybe more safer for yourself. This is the culture that the people here were told. So, in a way, the kind of current situation, where you know, obviously, there's a lot of censorship.、Uh, people、mm. be quite careful about what they say. It's no different from any other time in history. Would that be fair? Yeah, you could say that. But、uh, the reason people don't really talk about too much because of so much censorship and everything's happening in China right now is because, based on the history, people knew like if they express too much, it could be very dangerous. You mean from way back in history, or 
more recent history? Way back history or all the time. It's always been dangerous to share your concerns. Yes, I think so. That's my opinion.、Mm. Recently, LinkedIn was shut down, wasn't it?、Mm. Do you think these things are getting a bit tighter as time goes on? And how how are people responding to these changes? Like people are getting used to used to it. Like foreign corporations saying like we are we are quitting China because of the the policy here or whatever. Just like as you mentioned, LinkedIn, LinkedIn was not shut down. You still can connect people or do the basic functional usage. But the most important thing is people are not allowed to share opinions from those kind of、uh, we call it LinkedIn forum, which is like、uh, the function something like Twitter. Can share some articles, or you can write some write down some kind of opinions, and people can comment on that. And this kind of function was、uh, shut down in China. Basically, if there's any platform in China right now, if people want to share their opinions or just want to see more opinions from another part of the world, it could be more and more tighter. Does this trouble people, or do they think you know? It's quite reasonable, or, or maybe responsible, to、um, keep some control over that kind of dialogue and information. It troubles、uh, some people, the people who who know what's going on in the whole world. But it doesn't affect most of people in China. I think their idea was like, "Why should I know it? I cannot change anything." Their mindset will be maybe it's.、Uh, It's better for me not to know, because I don't really want to know so much complicated stuff. I just want to know in China what happened today, and I I can I can see the news and I can check on Chinese TikTok. So basically, they only care about the the, the life around them. But I mean, the Chinese media is going to talk about Biden and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but they only talk about something which sees more positive about China. They will cut a period of his,、uh, for example, speech, which were talking about he doesn't want to be the enemy of China. He still want to be somehow like a competitive partnership. So to show some kind of positive signal to Chinese people, like hey, see, the American president is showing his, you know, sincere opinion about he still want to collaborate, but not to fight. That's interesting. That would suggest that the Chinese government don't want to turn people against America. Would that be fair? In some way, I think they are using two different ways to show. In one way, to want to show the people like we are not like the enemy of the world, like we China still like、uh, can be the partner with most of the countries. In another way, they show some kind of a、uh, uh, news and the videos talk about,、um, for example. The American army or maybe American equipment is already arrived in Taiwan, so possibly you should be ready. If one day we're going to start to fight, you、mm. won't be surprised. Very often, like if we really watch our news every day very carefully, you will see very you know it's like this news is against another piece of news. Each form of the news has a different purpose.、Mm.
recently the Taiwan issue has been quite a big deal, hasn't it? And what do you think? Do you think that it's likely that there could be a war? I don't really know. I hope not. You've been to Taiwan before, haven't you? I have. And I reckon these things probably go pretty deep into people's deepest sense of who they are and where they belong. So, pretty much, you always meet people in China. They basically always think that Taiwan is China. Yeah, that's that was in our history book. You're not going to have people in China who kind of disagree with that position. I think the people who really know about the history, they would think Taiwan should be within China. But there are a lot of like history people different different standpoints. They will see the things very differently. And in my opinion, I feel like no matter where you're from, you know, you were like brainwashed or educated by your own government since you were a kid, right? The people in Taiwan, they might think like their history book was talking about Taiwan should be very independent. We don't belong to China. But people in in China, when they was kids. They were told like, "Oh, Taiwan belongs to China." So I feel like you know, people's opinion doesn't really mean anything. You know, history only belongs to the winners. Right, I see what you mean. Well, of course, in Taiwan, when they have the the Kuomintang, they will be supportive of one China, won't they? Yeah. So that means that for the people in Taiwan, they've had the kind of two perspectives of whether、yeah. they want to be. In the、uh, the kind of one China camp or the independent camp,、mm. whereas for the rest of China, they only have pretty much the one perspective to think about, right? Because they don't have any other choice. Like when they were growing up, there's no one told them like if Taiwan is belong to China or not. Because in their mind, China is always belong to China. That's how people here were were educated. So you don't have other like options or choice. Like people say, we have a lot of choice or options. Actually, we don't. People here in China, they were they were educated or brainwashed since they were very young. In our history book, since for example, when I was eight or nine years old,、mm. this was written in the book. So people never doubted. They will only think like, why so many other countries are trying to fight for Taiwan? Because Taiwan belongs to us, why they are being like this? That's their mindset. But in your heart of hearts, what's the the right outcome? You know, the the natural outcome. Do you think? I feel like it's a little bit conf- complicated feelings because I I've been Taiwan for three times. I talk to people. Some people in Taiwan they feel like you know I look like Chinese. I speak Ch- Mandarin, right? And I write down Chinese. Characters, everything is related to Chinese, and some older people they still feel like okay, their grandmother and their grandfather, they were coming from China, so they feel like the bloodline is from China. Another part of perspective, they might be more advanced or modern, and some people they were more close to the Western culture, so they don't feel like you know they want to be independent. But this kind of independence is not really like culturally dependence. But it's more like they want democracy. They want a very different system from Chinese system. So my perspective would be: I still feel like Taiwanese are Chinese, but they have been like out of the Chinese system for a long time. 
So they have very different political uh, standpoints and a very different system to run this area. I won't call it country. So I don't, I, I don't feel like surprised. Like people feel like um, we don't belong to China anymore. But still, like just like you, you ask me, like deep in my heart, I still feel like the people in Taiwan, they are just like me. They are just like you know, we are Chinese. Like we're from the same bloodline. That's、mm. how I feel. In a way, I suppose you could say like、uh, the British and the Irish, or maybe the British and the French, are the same. Exactly. You know, the same. Exactly.、Countries. That's how I feel. Yeah. But at the same time, these are different countries in Europe, often with the basically the same kind of、uh, people. If you go back,、uh, depends where you go back to, I suppose. You know.、Mm-hmm. But I think, like in the Western countries, they are more willing to accept. Like, it could be divided into different countries. But in like Asian culture, I feel government here they really care about. Like, we don't want to separate any、mm. area. So, country idea is 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 crucial. Well, to us, I think it's the same in the West. They they people really hang on to their ideas of of the country. It's just、mm. the difference seems to me that there is a less of a top-down approach to how or who defines what the country is, and so you know they have wars or they have、uh, political movements, and then they end up、mm. defining new areas, new countries, and stuff. But in China,、yeah. of course, none of that is tolerated. You're not really allowed to have a, you know, Xinjiang or Tibet. They're not allowed、mm. to have their own country because they don't feel like why you want to be independent. I'm not talking about. I feel like you know there is two ways to talk about this. Like I don't really want to emphasize like from、uh, geographically, like strategic. China still need this kind of area, you know. But from what I feel like, you know, because I'm a, I'm a liberal, so I feel like if people want to be independent, then let them be independent. But one day they'll realize. Independence could cost them a lot, so maybe after a few years or another day, they feel like I still want to get back to to China country. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you were saying earlier, like in as much as the Taiwanese, a lot of them come from like that the Han Han Chinese using Mandarin. A lot of、yeah. them came over in 1949. So there's a there's a kind of basic. Common ancestry、um, going back there, but if if you look over in Xinjiang or Tibet, different ethnicities with quite different you know different customs and religions and stuff. So ha- what what's the justification do you think for China to maintain their hold on those parts of the country? I think China itself has different ethics, so I. I don't feel that's a big deal. Like, so why different、uh, ethics or different like races? They can't be in one country. Yeah, but the problem is that a lot of them don't want to be part of the country, do they? I I don't know. I can't comment on that. Right, it's hard to say. What do you reckon about the whole Trump thing in the last few years? I reckon that probably 
the experience of Trump and probably Brexit as well has been pretty good for China and the Chinese government because, you know, it shows how messy and ridiculous Western democracy can be. And it just seems to be so unstable and um, risky. Do you think that's the way they see it? Been a kind of a good kind of um, for, for the Chinese government because they say, well, look at our system. It's uh, so much more uh, secure and uh, orderly. Yeah, I think so. The, the truth is Trump all, also like created a lot of chaos. They had those kind of economic war with China. Mm. Everything is, was slowing down. So it's not really benefits for anyone. But this is kind of like example. Like this is a really great way for, for the leadership in China to, to guide their, their own people to show like our Chinese system is working. Also, thanks to the pandemic, like many people here really convinced that like, even though sometimes our system is not perfect, but when you were talking about a p- human, human life, our system or our government is doing better. That's how, you know, most of people here feel about it. Bing bong. Now, this interview actually took place before the more recent COVID surge in China. And although deaths and infections are still relatively low, the heavy-handed lockdown in Shanghai has caused much anguish. The last three episodes have touched on that ordeal in some form or another, if you want to go back and listen. But until this uh, current lockdown, as Spring says, China was feeling pretty good about the whole thing. Bong bing. Ah, yeah, you bring up the pandemic. One of the big things that people are starting to talk about now is the um, lab leak hypothesis. I expect this doesn't get talked about much in China, but um, the idea that the the virus comes from a lab in Wuhan. All right. But the people here feel like the, the virus is coming from the US when they were taking the army uh, contest or something in Wuhan. Right. I, so people have very different, different, different opinions. Yeah. It was one of the um, Chinese diplomats who actually put that on, out on Twitter, didn't he? Saying that the virus you know came to Wuhan just after mm-hmm. the American what was it soldiers doing some sports games or something yeah is that a common belief in China uh it's not a common belief in China but I think this is the official you know attitude to demonstrate in the whole world like don't say that it's from China because people here don't really talk about where the virus is coming from because mm. people still feel like this is kind of like natural so they don't really want to emphasize like, where the virus is coming from. People here don't blame either, like if it's Americans' behavior or Chinese behavior. But the official way is like, if you want to, you know, room our reputation, then we're going to fight back. That's the official attitude, I think. Right. If, if you have your conspiracy theory, we can have a conspiracy theory too. Exactly. Interesting. Well, it doesn't help, as you say, that the Western world has had so much more dying as a result of the pandemic. It shows on the news every day. That's a fact as well, right? Uh, yeah, that's um, as long as we can trust the, the Chinese statistics. Um, but it's pretty well replicated across lots of Asia, you know, um, Eastern Asia. Uh, Taiwan was good. Korea, pretty good, I think. Japan was pretty good. 
what do you reckon is the reason for? Because you could say, oh, it's uh, from one perspective, China can be very strict with its measures and control the population because of the government system being a very more authoritarian. But uh, that doesn't carry across to Japan and uh, like Taiwan. So what do you reckon is the reason as to why the West has screwed it up quite a lot more? Because the Western people, they have free spirits. They want to do whatever they want to do. So they don't really follow government's guidance, right? Well, maybe, but they did the government, the, the government's idea in the Western country, I feel like this is an authority that people feel like the government work for us. But in Asia, I feel like government is more like on the top leadership, like people follow them. Yeah, it seems to me that Western societies have a, a strand within them where they're so fearful and paranoid about losing political freedoms in some way that the government might take whatever, take your freedom or take your guns if you're American. And they're so concerned about it that even the guidance to keep people safe becomes for them. But that's the different mindsets, you know. If in China, people notice, like, even though the government is taking the freedom for us, but if it's for a, a good reason or for a bigger purpose, then people are willing to do that. It's more like people in China, they care about the national benefits than the personal benefit. All right, interesting. Okay, look, I am um, taking a lot of your time. It's all right. I really appreciate it. Be careful when you talk about politics. As long as you want to post anything in mainland China's platform, don't do that. I'm not. You can put on your YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near WeChat or anything. So that's fine. I know, I know, but I just want to tell you the people here. Sometimes we feel like, oh, that's not right, or that's that's wrong, or people are suffering, whatever. This is usually how possibly like Western politicians, they were talking about. For example, if you oh, but people from mainland China, they must be suffering from this kind of dictatorship or whatever. But the thing is, this society, it works. And people maybe feel like it's okay for them, you know, but the people don't feel okay. They left this country if they have the choice, you know. So sometimes we have to consider like what we think what is right or wrong? I just sent to you a phrase that it's very famous in China. If you are not a fish, how you know if fish is happy or not? So we people are always like, especially for the people from the Western country, they feel more privileged than, you know, than most of Asian countries. So very often the Western world is showing an attitude like we are the saver. We, we are the savior for you guys. You know, we are going to save you because you're suffering in your life. But the thing is, there are not the fish in China. Now I know Spring, and she was holding back, I just knew it. So I arranged to call her again, and this time I laid it on a little heavier. So that's next time on Stuck in the Middle Kingdom, with you, a slightly more feisty exchange with Spring. See you then.